Welcome to oh f sake, what is wrong with me? Right. <laughs> At the 26-yard line. Henry. Running lane. Henry. Turning on the speed. Derek Henry. Stiff arm. Henry another. Oh, he's done it again. Oh, Henry. Touchdown, Titans. You knew it was coming. Blitz coming. Mariota throws in the end zone. Man is there. Touchdown, Titans! Corey Davis, his first ever touchdown catch at Nissan Stadium. That's why you pick him. That's why you want him. And that's why Marcus Mariota is the man. Welcome to the Transatlantic Titans podcast. We have had our big London game weekend at Tottenham on Sunday, Admiralty Pub, Friday, Saturday. Too many things to mention almost, but we're certainly going to try. This is Adam. I'm going to try and pick the bones out of one of the, the best weekends I've probably ever had. God, that sounds dramatic, doesn't it? Um, Neil's here with me. How you doing, Neil? Uh, I'm, I've been a bit tender today, but uh, I'm excited to talk the london titans weekend but not the titans football game <laughs> yeah that's just that's just a an asterisk a coda whatever you want to call it just a just a little thing that happened at the end of it all um mars is here how you doing mars hey less physically tender more mentally tender uh today but doing good otherwise <laughs> I don't know if it's possible to be both. I think I'm both. Um, we <laughs> might have Harry joining us. We might have Brian joining us. We're just all a bit broken, but broken and largely happy, I would say. Um, I can confirm that Greg is out with a severe dose of just zero voice. Um, he said he sounded like Frank Butcher, um, and which to me is fine. I want to hear Greg sounding like Frank Butcher, but he's just too hoarse to even come on and, and talk to you. It was, we're all hoarse, partly because to have a conversation in the Admiralty pub on Saturday in particular was difficult. It was absolutely crazy. It was loud. It was mad. Um, it was maybe some of the things you wanted to be, most of the things you wanted it to be, but to have that many Titans fans in a pub in London was just surreal um miles you yeah you were we were all there probably oh i don't i no idea how many were um but let's start with you um how was how was your weekend yeah it was a, it was it was almost a surreal experience really the whole uh the whole weekend um i don't at all ever go through the thoughts of feeling remotely famous or even, I'd argue, important. But the surrealness of going to a pub and someone coming up to you who will just go, Miles, you, I listened to you on the pod or they'll go, Miles, it's so-and-so. And you just say, like, I've never met these people before in my life and having people that listen to our pod and talk to us on this corner and everything else, talking to you and just meet, putting names to faces and faces to Twitter handles and stuff was a surreal experience, which... I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I'm as introvert as they come a lot of the time. My my safe, happy place is in front of a TV screen watching the NFL. Uh, but being out and about around so many people sometimes can be quite overwhelming for me. And just how connected everyone was coming from all different parts of the world to all come together for one thing was, it was, it was surreal. I think like moments in the pub where when, when some of the ex-players or, uh, when Rand came out and others had just seen everyone's reaction to stuff and everyone coming together singing like "Hey Baby" and stuff and just <laughs> it, it, it it was crazy. It was it was definitely a, a really joyful experience. I think I, I like what Neil said. Uh, we'll we'll get into the game itself, but just the experience of being around a lot of people that you have all these interactions online, um, but then to actually meet in person. I mean, even for the podcast, like, like we we do this every week, but we don't get out nearly enough to actually see each other in the flesh. Um, so. They normally only get to see my face in front of a webcam. Now they get to see all of me, which I have to apologise for in advance. But all of all of you, oh, oh, only Harry and Brian sharing the Airbnb got all of me. <laughs> um, but we don't we don't have any uh, 
any videos of that, thankfully. But no, it was it was it was a great experience. I think that yeah, the fans the fans were great. It was it was it was just really nice to be around people and who all have the same interest in getting to talk football and drink London beverages. Neil, you enjoyed your London beverages. Um, I did. Uh, probably one too many. <laughs> just just one. But, yeah, but generally, uh, yeah, I did. Um, and obviously, touch on what Miles said uh, to be complimented about the podcast or asked about the podcast. Or it was just so uh, humbling and nice to hear because obviously this is just a, a hobby for us guys. We just we all love the same team or passionate about the same team and we just love to chat about it. So to just record it and put it out for other people to gravitate towards is like beyond anything we ever sort of thought we were going to do with this podcast. So for people to like ask for selfies and, you know, speak about things that we've spoken about on here and be so nice and accommodating and kind. And it was just so, um, not, not surreal, but, just really nice. I think it's I what I would say there is we've got we had the picture of six of us and it's six of us, you know, the the three of us here right now, Harry, Greg, and Brian, who have we've kind of come together a little bit by accident to do this thing, the podcast itself. Um and yeah, we, we did that that photo, but it feels like it's not yeah, it's not just it's not like our thing. It's a it's a whole community of yeah, UK based, but not not even just UK based. Um, you know, Ireland, Germany, Italy, Spain, um, but and America as well, obviously. And it, it's it's just we're the transatlantic titans, but it's it feels it feels bigger than that. And the the pub on Friday and Saturday, which by the way were very different sort of vibes. Um, <laughs> obviously, Friday was sort of uh, I don't well, I don't know other people were there perhaps earlier in the week as well, but not, not too much was going on. Friday was the, the radio stuff was, was going on 104.5. The zone were there. Buck was there. And Kayla, Will and Ramon there before that. And, but it felt quieter. Not that many people had made it by then. Um, So a few, a few were around in the evening, but it was sort of a nice, quiet breaking into the re- weekend, chatting to people and, um, met London Titan in person for the first time, which I don't know how long we've been interacting, which is ridiculous. Uh, but so a lot of people that I'd met before, a lot of people I've meeting for the first time, lot ton, tons of people that we just interact with on Facebook, on Twitter, on, on discord more recently, some faces I knew some I didn't. And then you put names to faces and people, Oh, it's hi. Oh yeah. I'm Adam. I'm whoever. And it's, it's, it's just great. And it really felt like everything like we we talked about nine years, ten years ago when you started that Facebook group, Neil, back in the day when we were yep. wondering whether Jake Locker was gonna win or Zach Medenberger was gonna start ahead of Charlie Whitehurst. And there was like ten of us in the Facebook group. We saw Jamie Cutteridge on, on Saturday, we're, we're chatting about that. You know, they, one of the, the OG crew on there. And it's, it seems absolutely laughable. Like, I genuinely thought there were a dozen Titans fans in the UK. Um, and there were old London games where, like before the team came over the first time, and you'd see another Titans jersey. Chances are you knew who it was. Yep. <laughs> we, we all knew each other by name. Now the the scenes in that pub on Saturday and the... The number of people there now, yeah, it was a home game this time. It's busier. Lots more people came over from from Nashville, from wider Tennessee, from all over America as well. But all all of that just came came together. It just felt enormous, overwhelming, even. Um, it just warmed my heart. Yep. Um, I'd love. I'd have loved to maybe as a grumpy old man if the music had been turned down a little bit and I could hear who I was speaking to a bit more easily, but that's probably just, that's probably me being that, that grumpy old man, but just, I do. Yeah. We lost the game on Sunday, but there's, there was no way the result of that game was going to take anything away from the, the experience of the, the two or three days that we had. Um, And Uh, I think, I think everyone felt like that, didn't they? Yeah. I I, I just look, 
Come on, Daniel. Sorry, Miles. You, you go, Neil. I just love seeing, uh, like, sorry, I, I mean, obviously, they might not appreciate me saying this, but some older stages, like Bob and Paul Tarr and Gary Taylor, like, obviously, I mean, they're, school... they're definitely, they're definitely older. Um, I'll happily <laughs> say that. Old school Oiler fans. That's probably what I am be, as well, if I'm honest. Yeah. Sort of be <laughs> surrounded and immersed in the community that exists now. I just find that really, like, heartwarming and and brilliant to see, do you know what I mean? Because we started the, this Facebook group in some dark days, two win <laughs> seasons, do you know what I mean? And and I, I consider myself a, an old-school Titans fan from late 90s, do you know what I mean? Which is a long time ago, unfortunately. And uh, But we just, didn't we didn't have a way of, of finding the broad, each other the, back then. The, no. Yeah. The broad range of people I spoke to us, people who remembered obscure players and obscure games from those days, People who had only been a fan a couple of years, only been a fan three or four years, became a fan because of Marcus Mariota. There were just such a broad range of Titans fans of all ages, and it was just brilliant to see everybody in one place and everybody getting along and interacting and just enjoying each other's company. It's Yeah, there are lots of different stories. The, the Tennessean posted an article about it today or yesterday. Um, so there's a few, a few, a few people we've mentioned already were popped up in there. So Paul Tardid, so someone obviously there were, I'm guessing someone walking around the, the pub interviewing people. Um, so I didn't really get to speak to Paul this time, but I've met him a couple of times before. He had a, a Julius Chestnut jersey, um, and obviously why not? Why why would you not have a Chestnut jersey, Miles? You had a Blasting Game jersey at the game, and you know this that, is, that doesn't this need is... explaining. No, it doesn't. Well, it's just like having a Warren Moon jersey. It's it's it's, it's the <laughs> thing. Just, just basically the same. Um, and but I didn't realize the the article told me that Paul had had a bet that if Chestnut made the final fifty three, he'd get his jersey. So he did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but it went. It sort of described how lots of different people had different reasons over here to be to be a Titans fan. And you re- you realise how like I go I go back even longer than you, Neil. Like I'm yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, London Titan goes back further than me. Uh, the, you know, back to the the Oilers days. Bob's the same. You know, he I don't well. I I dread to think how far back his his fandom goes. But yeah, from for, and then people who've picked it up the last time we were over, or even more recently, or. New fans to the NFL who've done a team picker. I'm really sorry how you wound up here, but that you know, that, that's sometimes, and then then you your heart just goes with it, doesn't it? And you you're just a fan. Um, shall I go? I'm going to go into the Discord channel and talk about some of the comments because I don't. Yeah, it's not just uh, everybody's had a had a great time this weekend. I hope everyone's had a great time. Oh, I'd need to. Need to give David Sweetland a little mention though, who couldn't make the game. Um, I felt awful. I saw your saw your reply, David, um, saying your yeah, basically your achievement for the weekend was um keeping yourself in check every time you saw something on social media. Um, so that that must have been tough. So next time, David, next time, um, you're going to be there for the first Titans win on on UK soil. So let's look forward to that. Um, I've got to scroll a, a long way back. Um, Bafra 77, question for the next podcast. How much did the panel drink over the course of the London weekend? I don't think I really know. Um, um, I, I know from speaking from Yessi with regards to Greg and his... Um, I was going to say joy. I don't know if he takes joy from it, but he does seem to take a real joy from buying people drinks. And um, I know at one point... They said they were dancing around the 15 rounds and each round had eight people in a sort of territory. And that's just a Saturday. So, I mean, I think a lot of drink was, uh, ex- ex- I guess, exchanged. But, yeah, and personally, not so much for me. I um, I had I had a couple on a couple on Saturday. Sunday, I had one at the ground. And then, not for Monday, I, 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 tried, to, I tried to behave a little bit because... I felt like I would have been that person that had too much and couldn't enjoy the experience, so I wanted to I, soak it all in. Do you know what? I 
I'm going to blow my own trumpet a little bit. I had more on Friday than I did Saturday, probably. But I just got to the point where I said to myself each morning, and I pretty much behaved where I said, like, I, I want to remember all of this. Um, and I had the odd the odd Pepsi Max in amongst it. Saturday, actually, it was so difficult to get to the bar in oh. the end that it was self-regulating a little bit. Um, I, I think there was probably three or four hours. It was just pure chaos in there. Um, We've got a couple of questions, Adam Burnham and and Rob Langley, about the game. Um, well, both both describing us as boring. Maybe we'll come back. We'll come back to the game itself. Um, if yeah, this is I'm I'm scrolling through the time <laughs> the timing of the game. Um, yeah, just to talk about the weekend ones initially, uh, we've got yeah Ryan Johnson. Lovely to meet Ryan. Um, he made the the Tennessee an article that I just talked about as well. Um, yeah, he said, oh, I'll tell you kind of what we touched on after a chat I had with Harry on Saturday, what brought you all to support the Titans? Some really unique answers. I expect looking forward to the pod and your thoughts from London week. I mean, we've cut, we've kind of done this before, but just very, very briefly. I think you, Neil, you touched on it already. What was it in 99 that pulled you in? Yeah. Well, I, I always remember back as a, a kid, like not really being into American football, but my dad had like um, a gym in my granddad's garage and he got like uh, team photos on wall. So like uh, framed like pictures, Raiders, Broncos, Oilers. And I always like Oilers one because of, of the colours. And then like I watched my first Super Bowl in 97 where I was on a family holiday in Florida, which were Patriots Packers. I think it was Brett Favre's Super Bowl win. Yeah, yeah. And I picked neither of them two teams, whatever about that game didn't grab me, I don't know, but I'd, for whatever reason, I picked neither of those two teams. And I thought I'm going to follow the Oilers and came to find out that they didn't exist anymore and they were now the Titans. <laughs> but also, like, there's a bit of a wrestling connection. I'm a big wrestling fan as well. Uh, and a wrestler called Jeff Jarrett, when the Titans first moved to Nashville, every time he came on TV, on WWE or WCW or whatever, he had a Eddie George or Frank Wycheck jersey on. And I just thought they looked really cool. I like, what is that jersey? That's that's smart. I want one of them. <laughs> and they all just come together in that way, really. But um, also, uh, NFL 2K, back before Madden, uh, Titans, early night, late 90s, early 2000s Titans on there, were just so good. McNair and Eddie George and Wycheck were just brilliant to players as well. So, you know, it's just little things like that. It's funny. We Lots of people have, not just Titans, but a Madden kind of related story with this um miles what about you yeah mine was a cj2k draft mixed with sort of a little bit of a sort of random name out of a hat situation i was similar to Neil on that i wasn't so much into the sport but my my youth was around sort of ice hockey um rugby soccer um and then i really wanted to get into american football but i didn't have a team didn't have any family stateside so um i sort of went right i'm gonna pick a name out of the hat watched a draft and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him and fortunately for me CJ2K came out of that draft that I uh first watched so I, I mean I fell in love with fell in love with him regardless of if I had a choice not after picking the team but um yeah so for me it's it, it was it was solely that it was it, look at the draw I could be right now doing a you know a god forbid Colts podcast or something so thankfully someone was on my side to send me in the right direction Imagine what a Colts podcast would be like. Anyway. They talk. They talk about banners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, George. Oh, well, I was just going to say for me, I probably said it more times. Than I care to mention on, on this pod, but it's basically the nine-year-old, eight-year-old, whatever me watched highlights of Warren Moon playing. Well, yeah, I like this guy, and that—that's it. Simple as that. Um, I also like I had little oilless trinkets as a kid, like I had a keyring, I had like a windbreaker, like a raincoat. Not it's tough, because... tough to get hold of stuff like that though. Yeah, uh, you... and it, we went to a shop called Reedman's in Leeds, and they had Raiders, Redskins, and Oilers. And Mum says, "Oh, which one do you want for school?" There's like a rain mac, and I just picked Oilers because I like the colour, and I didn't even know a thing about the sport. So I think they were like signs that I was going to go in this direction. I should have made a trip to Leeds in the mid nineties. If only I'd known. If only I'd known. Make um, a killer now. <laughs> George Davis replied to Ryan's message with, "I but I love this. <laughs> I bought an Eddie George shirt in Washington back in two thousand six because my name is George." 
<laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, my like my son Henry. Obviously, he was forced into it anyway. But when we drafted Derek Henry in 2016, it couldn't be more perfect. Like he still yeah. loves that, and he's 12. Um, but I've told this story a million times. Like uh, back in the, back in the day, during the first down era and things like that, like sort of pre-internet, I had to get my jerseys from a, a place called Great American Sports in Birmingham, and I rang up re- really excited, wanting an Eddie George or a Steve McNair jersey. And they were like, he talked me around. He says, I've got beautiful Titans jersey. Brand new, uh, beautiful Titans jersey. And I'm like, yeah, is it Eddie George or is it Steve McNair? He goes, no, no, no. Fred Miller, number 71. <laughs> I'm like, well, if that's the only one, then that's uh, what yeah, you I gotta suppose I'll have it, yeah. And I, I have still got that jersey. <laughs> Russ, Russie91 also replied, met my missus in 2014. She's from an hour north of Nashville was a teamless fan met her and it made sense to support local of course Adam Burnham while at uni in the UK I spent two summers working on a summer camp just outside Nashville that's kind of a similar story to Brian's isn't it um yeah like Langer's visited Nashville in 2016 was teamless there you go it's just it just it just happens um <laughs> Jake Jake Aslan five years ago I got my wife to pick me a team from all the logos and boom tighten up um, is is ours the best logo? I don't know, but it's flaming thumbtack. It it worked. It worked out for you. Um, yeah, David Sweetland. We moved to Tennessee when I was three months old. Came back when I was four. About fifteen years ago, my friend was getting to the NFL and said there was a team from Tennessee now, so I couldn't choose anyone else. There you go. Um, I asked this morning on there as well, like, what was your favorite part of the weekend? Best moment of the weekend? Um, yeah, Jake Aslan again just echoes what we're saying. Just seeing meeting and chatting to Titans fans from all over the country and all over the world. Um, yeah, like some, some people that we met, like Hayley Thornhill, we've, we've chatted on here and to her before, like Carrie, Zap Girl, Mr. Titan, Alex, I'm going to try and get a, a pod with him in the, the next week or two. I just want, I want to hear again about his, his trip. Uh, and some yeah, of the, yeah, nice, some of the, nice to meet Dylan in person. We've had Dylan on here before, aren't we? Greg's, Greg's friend. Yeah, um, absolutely, and uh, yeah, so so many people from people from that, and so many people from Nashville I hadn't met on Twitter before as well. Um, one or two absolutely barking mad, um, but all in a good way. Chili bearing gifts as usual. <laughs> I don't mean chili, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, chili, chili, obviously. Um, yeah, Ryan Johnson, as Jake said, really meeting all the Titans fans from our Discord around the world, and obviously the Titans royalty, Miss Amy. The Abbotty was a particular highlight on the Saturday. It was a bit mad, um, but Miss yeah, Miss Amy, oh, as she did five years ago, she just wanted to get get herself out and about, chatting to people, and um, taking photos, signing stuff, signing Jody's leg, who I understand has got a tattoo of Amy's signature since, which is quite. I'm yeah. um, talking about people that are barking mad. Jody, you're crazy, <laughs> but I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, like she she didn't have to do any of that. She just, you just felt that she wants, just wanted to come and and chat to people. Like our owner is, she's just phenomenal. Um, and like you see, like obviously it's a low bar for the standard of what sort of human being is a, is an owner of a <laughs> of a big four sports team. But like I'm, I'm so proud of. Like I talked to other NFL fans, other sports fans, like so proud of Amy, and like the the way she includes the community. And not yeah, not just Nashville around around the world. And there are things that you know are, are more important than money in the world. And she just she just taps into taps into fans and and relates to people. And I love that. Everyone appreciates that it's a business, but at the end of the day, it's the same with football and any other sport. Like if you don't have your fans, you, you don't really have anything as a team. You then are just any other business, aren't you? So I think I agree. I think they're, they're very much. Uh, on the on the side of keeping the keeping the fans happy and involved, and I think the way that the media team run everything and just the way that they get everything that you can do to do a Titans accessible is 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 brilliant. Because like you said, a lot of other teams in the NFL, it, it's not the same. There's a lot of teams that have it a lot worse off when it comes to that side of it. Definitely, it, it helps that we're probably a smaller fan base. We're not the we're not the Dallas Cowboys. We're not the the Patriots or whatever. So it's it, sometimes easier to to get close to these people which is great um 
shout out as well to to Nate Bain and their and their team. We had a we saw him again in the in the pub on Saturday. Yeah, great, great to see them and all the all the work that they do um, to just just feel feel inclusive. We've got someone joined us. Um, the the eye candy of the pod is here, Harry. Um, how's always, it going? Always so so kind to me. Yeah, I definitely feel like the eye candy today as well after the weekend. Uh, definitely still not suffering the effects of three days of drinking and very little sleep, which uh, definitely is a recipe for excellent work performance on a on a Tuesday. So yeah, happy days. <laughs> yeah, it sucks being back at work and stuff, doesn't it? I have to say, we have to report that honestly, like I knew Harry was attractive, but Harry in the flesh for a couple of days, like seeing seeing you, seeing that face, like, it it was a treat. I'm not gonna lie. Thank, um, thank you. If it makes you if it makes you a little bit more jealous, I did actually change in front of Miles at one point, um, one morning. <laughs> so you know that was that was a plus. I had to slip away for half an hour to uh, ponder <laughs> what I'd seen. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, yeah, I'm also um, actually. I just want to say he is listening. Ryan Johnson, he could join our uh, transatlantic OnlyFans. Handsome boy. <laughs> A second, second, <laughs> second. That um, <laughs> Ryan was great. Well, every oh, so many people are great. Absolutely, lo- absolutely loving it all. Um, just before we move on from how attractive Harry is, we met your sister in the pub, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to go. Any <laughs> Hold further. on now. Hold on now. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it's I'm not going where you think I'm going. Um, she said, like we sort of touched on, we touched on this, and she kind of rolled her eyes and took herself back to being young and people going up to her at school saying, "You're are you you're Harry Harry Maltby's sister, aren't you?" He's well fit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole weekend, if I'm being honest, has been a great confidence boost, if nothing else. Um, so, yeah, it's been grand. Sometimes, you know, you've been in a relationship a while, you've got a kid, the magic stops flowing, and all I need is five other men to compliment me for three <laughs> days solid, and, and I'm back to normal. So, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um. Back to yeah, back to some of the the responses. Kev Bremner, love meeting you, Kev. Um, he, I think, had more sherbets than I did over the weekend. Uh, walking into that stadium for the first time, what an unbelievable venue! Um, probably the only type an Arbroath supporter will be spotted inside with an Arbroath top on. Um, he 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 was great. Um, loved catching up with him. Um, also, you and Cartney, who I've got to—I hang my head in shame for not recognising him initially. Um, but you've seen him, him with the kilts hanging around. Um, nice to catch up with him. Russie replied, despite make, only making game day, getting to meet everyone, putting face to names I've talked to online for years. Honestly, fantastic. This, this is it. This is what this is what it's all about. Um, Ellis says the Admiralty definitely great vibes. Shaking Mike Keith's hand also. We haven't mentioned Mike Keith. I didn't get to meet Mike. Well, I mean, he was near me. Um, I didn't shake his hand. Some of you did. And um, what an absolute legend. Um, also, yeah, the German guys, Tim, and uh, it's it's going to be one of these things. We're not. We're, I'm going to. We're going to forget somebody. I'm sorry. Um, Mike Titan underscore Mike on Discord. Um, he ca- he came up um, and shook my hand and said, "This was so humbling." Like, and he's just, oh, I love listening to the podcast. Everything you say is bang on. Well, it's definitely not um, to start with. But <laughs> I even probably contradict myself. Um, but he came, yeah, and he he chatted to lots of us. Really nice guy, Guna, but. I mean that's fairly unforgivable, but I'll I'll just about forgive this because it, it was a it was great chatting to Mike. He yeah he said that has, has to be the Admiralty meeting Titans fans from both the UK and the US. Amazing to see and speak to so many fans from Tennessee. Meeting Delaney Walker and Mike Keith, and of course meeting and chatting with the ta- Transatlantic Titans gang. Uh, Delaney, Harry, you got a picture with Delaney? Yeah, I mean if you think I'm good looking, I mean, geez, he's, he's a good looking chap. Um, <laughs> as is Van Carthen as well. I mean, that guy is just, uh, Neil and I were talking about it, just a beautiful human being. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, a, a great sort of moment. Um, Delaney Walker was probably the first 
big name brand maybe for the Titans when I when I started following them. Um, Mario is safety blanket for for many years and just yeah, I mean the crowd definitely pushed a little bit too far forward um, straight away and uh, yeah, it was great to meet him. Got him to sign my jersey as well, which is a bit of a plus and yeah, just seemed like a real genuine nice fellow and, and great to be there, which is something that maybe when he was released by the team, you wouldn't have necessarily thought would be the case a few years later on, but but real glad that he, he sort of has become a bit more of a, a Titan staple again. When, well, when I met Delaney, I, I sort of I had all this sort of spiel in my mind and I was going to thank him for like joining effectively a bunch of losers, <laughs> change, changing the culture and holding people accountable and making us a serious franchise again, because I do believe that you're one of the building blocks of all that. And ended up just saying, oh, Jersey 82. I was born in 1982. He just laughed his head off. <laughs> I, I, I thought you meant the pub when you said thanks for joining a bunch of losers. I thought you no, just no, 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 in the no, pub, no. not the team. Because we were obviously a really terrible team when Delaney came along. Uh, I think he just, I think he came, <laughs> he will probably say himself, he probably came to Nashville because we, we were willing to pay him. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, he he had his best years at the Titans, and we yeah yeah that but that works both but it, ways. Obviously, yeah, along with Taylor Lewan and others, I think he did have a massive hand in turning the culture around from a team that were just hopeless. We've mm. we've said this before that Mike Malarkey doesn't get enough credit for that, but it, Delaney yeah. was there before Mike Malarkey, and we <laughs> it's funny what you you think you want to say to someone, and I'd I'd yeah. given I'd actually given up. I thought this is just too. The pub's too crazy. I'm going to leave Delaney alone. It's I'm not going to get over there. And I think Harry or no, it might have been you, Neil. You came over and went. Actually, get yourself over there if you can get there, and you'll get a photo. So I thought, yeah. okay, I'll go and get a photo. And then I um went to and I proper fanboyed. I I was I yeah I, I love the guy, and I just I said kind of what you probably didn't say, Neil. Like just sort of thanked him for everything, everything he'd done in that time, and yeah. um, like shook his hand, told him a dad joke, and he laughed. And Harry, you you're a legend. You got that picture of me shaking his hand and him simultaneously just throwing his head back, laughing. And that is a wonderful picture. I'll be forever in your debt for crack uh, catching that. Um, Harry could genuinely get a job as like Titans events coordinator. Oh, he absolutely he could. People out with pens and. Yeah, so organising the queue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was the angle I was going for. I was hoping someone would notice and maybe I'd have a bit, bit, bit of a bigger role on Sunday, you know? I mean, the pen wasn't yeah. mine, that was Miles's. I was but, just about uh, to say, not all heroes wear capes here. It's my pen. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I mean, I kind of got in the thick of it pretty quickly and there was a nice kid next to me who just looked like he was in awe of everything that was going on and I kind of put myself in his position when I was probably 10, 11, that would have just been the absolute nuts and to help other people have a good experience, take some nice photos and stuff like that is is a bit of a bonus. And it meant that I didn't have to bother with the bar for about an hour. So that was yeah. a bit of a plus too. <laughs> or buzzing to get a photo with Ram because I don't think many people did it. It sort of didn't hang about for very long, but I sort of like in a drunken sort of way wished him good luck over the next couple of drafts. And it would have been easy to obviously say, oh, this guy who's never played a downer American football and actually is not even American. I wish him a good luck. But it did seem genuinely, you know, pleased. Do you know what I mean? Solid, good, firm, and check, <laughs> tap me on the back. You say that as if you've got no credentials to wish him good luck. Like, it's yeah, like you're, just, you're a nice human being. It, that's, that's but it just, but it, did, it just, like I say, seemed genuinely, like, humbled by me saying it. Do you know what I mean? Do you think he understood what you were saying? <laughs> I mean, I could have. I don't know really what I said because it's just his beard was magnificent. Oh, it was just so well, it was like sculpted. Yeah. Lovely coat. He had a lovely coat on as well. A beautiful coat. Delaney was well turned out as well, like you say. But uh, did you see Delaney's jersey for the game? The Oilers, the Oilers yeah, throwback. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Just uh, we've. Yeah, I, I'm not going to apologise for how excited we've we've been getting about all this stuff. Um, it is it is what it is. Um, Harry, what about our little uh, journey around the pub, specifically downstairs in the middle of the afternoon, to get some of those those little chats from people? That that was interesting. 
it, yeah, I mean, I mean, we weren't entirely sure if we'd even be able to post a podcast or anything like that. The sound was loud in there, to say the least. I mean, the fact that everyone's voices are still a little bit sore is probably a testament to that. It's not just from Sunday. I think it's from Friday and Saturday, too, having to shout at each other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was great to meet. I think there was a fan from Scotland, a couple from Tennessee, um, and, I th- I th- you know, obviously ourselves as well. And just to hear different viewpoints, the confidence of some people, which in hindsight was maybe misplaced. Um, and just like the journeys as to how they came, who they picked to meet, things like that. And to have like a genuine conversation with fans, um, talk to them about the Transatlantic Titans and see, especially the guys from sort of Tennessee get real excited that there are fans who talk rubbish for an hour once a week um, was awesome to see. And again, I think we've used the word humbling quite a lot already in sort of the five, 10 minutes since I've been on this call. But, you know, it's humbling to hear people be genuinely excited that, you know, we do have that uh, love for the team as well. So, yeah, and it was great. And thanks for organising that as well, Adam. You know, you bought some microphones and without those, I mean, there definitely wouldn't have been any sound quality. So those help for sure. It's hard to tell uh, with those little things. I'm not sure if they... uh... It wasn't just the phone picking it up, but the yeah the if you've listened to that little fifteen minute pod at the weekend, you'll have heard what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, just I got I sort of got home Saturday night and uh, sort of sat down. I thought, shall I bother? Like we got to the trouble of of getting us recording. Yeah, let's just let's just stick it stick it out there, and you could you could hear it. You could hear enough of it. Um, you could hear the just the the atmosphere though. The, the mood of people you could tell and it was special and I think touched on one of the things you just said I, some of the fans over from Tennessee I don't think necessarily realized the size of our fan base over here um, and that pleasantly surprised them and the, that that was that made me proud um, yeah we we might not we might not have had the most fans of the two teams that were playing on Sunday but I think we had a lot more than people realize um, and um, we did make some noise. Should probably move on to the game. Not for long. Um, but it was just Mars, I'm gonna go to you go to you first. It was a bit of a a side side little hustle of the weekend. It's just a reason for us all to be there. Maybe maybe next time we just we just all do it and when there's not a game on like the middle of summer all get together. Um, I, gen- like- I genuinely think I could probably tell Amy that there was a game in the middle of the summer and I've got to go down for it. And as long as I take a photo from a stadium, we should be good. She's she not, not going to check. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, there'll be other questions that get thrown up in the future because of that. But I mean, on the whole, I think we'll be good. That's a, uh, an interesting approach. Would she... Like, does she know whether the Titans win, won or lost on Sunday? Like that Yeah. They, yeah, she, she did ask that. Um, and that was about as far as the conversation went. Um, and she also didn't wash any of my jerseys today in case she accidentally washed the sign one. So I was, I was, you know, there was progress really this weekend made. <laughs> Speaking of someone who watched a game sat next to home, surprised that she didn't hear him from the stadium screaming every time we got a field goal. Because if there's someone who does celebrating and cheering on a team well in a, what is a fairly neutral stadium, it's Harry. Like that game was basically a, Done. And when we got a uh, a field goal, Harry celebrated that like he had won the lottery, like tenfold. <laughs> he screamed, and there was children on the rolls in front of us with headphones on, and those headphones done nothing. Those children are going to be having nightmares about Harry, as this <laughs> evil, fairly small in stature but loud in mouth uh, man. And I'm sure he wants to probably let us know now. Go on. No, they they did they did get a little high five when we scored a touchdown. So I don't think I'm that bad, you know. All in all, we had we had a little high five. We had a moment. The dad enjoyed it. The mum's maybe not so much. Austrian Austrian Titan who sat with us loved it. He was he was he was, he was great. The the Ravens fans Aust- around us. Austrian, Austrian Titan. Austrian Titan. I need to, seriously, I didn't know. That. I didn't yeah. know. We were sat with him, and he just was. Where are you from? He's from Austria. Oh, Mars, you've got to put me in touch. I'd, for for those who don't know, I have family What am I meant to do? Get onto it. Go back there. Adam, there. I promise you, we will find Austrian Titans okay. for you. If you're listening right now, Austrian Titans. 
yeah get in touch get in yeah. touch um and if you're in tyrol um i really want to speak to you right yeah <laughs> the game then um yeah. tyrol is a tyrol is an area of us never mind right um I'm looking forward to Austrian chat, like this corner will have Austrian chat. Um, the game itself was a little bit of a, a letdown, let's be honest. The, the offensive line again was pretty dire. Um, we, we we were we were boring to watch for a neutral. Like I don't think many people came away from that game going, oh, they were exciting to watch, apart from two plays in the entire game, which I think excited for the Titans. Like, well, we, we, had, we had one quarter out of four, didn't we? We had chunk plays. hell broke loose in the third quarter. Oh yeah, um, listen. The, the the noise levels in that quarter from Harry were exceptional. But like, let's be honest, it was one Derek Henry play, which I feel like we don't do enough sort of reverse plays because that all came off a reverse to Spears, and Henry kept the ball and went. And I, I think we know Henry Vold was finishing that off on his own, but I think he slowed up a little bit towards the end. And he never, the Sp- he never had a step on the defender when no, he watched the replay. And the, the Spears play again was there was a few broken tackles, and but for you know Roquan Smith getting back to make a play, he might have scored and it might have been a little bit different. But we we know over the next week or so there's going to be a lot of questions about what's going to happen next for the Titans because Tannehill's injury is going to be forcing the Titans to make a decision. And I think last year they'd already made a decision on Willis, and this year I think barring a couple of all right plays in preseason. He's just he's just not the one, um, as Shania Twain once said. But Levis himself could be given the chance, and I think he's he's he. I would love to see him. I'd love it, but whether or not they will, we need to wait to hear what's happening with Tannehill. But the game itself was, if you like kicking, great. Tucker and Folk had a decent game, but outside of that, there just wasn't much from us. And it's a second week in a row that we've not got enough pressure on the opposition's quarterback. Just a quick one on on Willis Neil. I sat with Neil and Brian. Neil and I were spending most of the fourth. As soon as Willis came in, we just sat there like two grumpy old men agreeing with each other how how this was. This isn't the guy. This isn't our guy. And I haven't changed any view on that. It, we I kind of want Levis. If Tannehill can't go in a couple of weeks, which it's looking that way, I kind of want Levis to start. But it's almost partly because we haven't seen him to know that he's going to mess it up like because we haven't seen bad things from him he's got to be the guy uh but i don't yeah neil you you're in full agreement if the guy is not malik willis no i think when you sort of sat where we were sat sort of behind the titans offense in the opposite end zone we could see the pressure before malik willis's brain felt it Mm. do you know what i mean And, and it was like sort of so it was stark to see it live, if you get what I mean. Like no, is, normally, if you what see, what I'm trying a, to say is, yeah, yeah. If you see a QB, so yes, if you say a QB being snacked, snacked, sacked, <laughs> normally it's a bit of a surprise as, as a spectator. Yeah, but none of none of his. How many times did he get sacked? Eighty-seven, I think, Four. something like that. Yeah. And and none of them, like every single one we saw coming about ten minutes before he did. Like, yeah, just, and they were queuing up as well. There weren't just one. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know. Going back to Levis, I, I think part of me thinks his athleticism c- could make up for some of our offensive line deficiencies, but also another part of me thinks that offensive line could ruin his career. Do you know what I mean? I just I don't know where I land on that, really. I think I, I don't think any of this coaching staff would ever chuck a season away, and I think if they do start Malik Willis. The genuinely believe that we can win a game, but I don't know. I think there's, I think for Ran especially, I think Levis needs to really be protected a bit. I think I don't know. I would, I would say that I think the offensive line's probably taking a bit of a step forward for what it's worth. Uh, Petit Frere, he, we stuck him in at left tackle after what a couple of quarters. I'm not, I'm not sure. Sometimes you don't, you know, immediately yeah, notice. So, oh, he's at left tackle now. He had that and silly that penalty, helped. didn't he? Apart from that, that silly penalty where he didn't line up properly. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he looked fairly okay. Well, better than Dillard anyway. So maybe there's some improvement there. I don't, I mean, Tannehill was sacked maybe twice. Obviously he got hurt. Um, but I didn't feel that he... Like at times, I think Tannehill had time in the pocket on Sunday. He, he missed a couple of throws, and I think the the calls that he had, the the two like basically just gambling throws to Hopkins, 
Like, if the throw's a little bit better, the one that drew the flag that they picked up would have drawn a flag. It wouldn't have got picked up, but it was the ball wasn't catchable. Yeah. Um, I, I actually agree with the, the line. As much as we have said that the line needs vast improvement, I think when Tannehill was in the game, it didn't really affect it too much. I actually think Tannehill himself was the one overthrowing and making the bag reads. And I think the difference was when Willis came in, Willis only seems to have the ability to do, right, there's my read, it's gone. What do I do next? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then it's gone. Whereas I think someone who's actually able to command the pocket a little bit more might stand a better chance with how that line looked. If 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 we'd had Levis in for when Tannehill was in, it sounds stupid, but if it, if it was in that part of the game, I actually feel like we might have been fairly comfortable with him. But we need to see it fundamentally. But the line did hold up better. We've seen we've had QBs. Like... Sorry, Adam. So, yeah, we've we've had QBs like maybe maybe Jake Locker was guilty of this. Vince Young, I used to think was guilty of this. Like he would, they'd have like a read or, or a couple of reads and then just take off if it wasn't there without really giving it a chance and sometimes sometimes that works and i watched malik willis and just think, wish he would wish he'd do that like be de- be de- be decisive even if it's even if it's not the right decision on that particular play be decisive like when he did take off like he had a, he had a couple of sort of sideways runs but he doesn't he doesn't take off in any meaningful way he sort of sets off a little bit and thinks about it and then changes his mind and moves sideways and thinks about it a bit more, by which time he's tackled or sacked. Just go. Like, he's got the legs. He's got... I think he's got an arm as well. Yeah. Oh, he was... They always said when he was drafted, he's got a hell of an arm, but it's not accurate. It's just big. And I think that's... I think think he... Well, give it it even a chance to be accurate by just decision-making. That's just... Just... He doesn't have the quarterback brain by the looks of it, to be honest. Yeah, his deficiencies are between his ears, aren't they? He ain't got a yeah. feel for the game. It just has no feel whatsoever mm-hmm. for the game. And I said to Adam Drew in the game, surely now Malik Willis is in, there isn't many reads, essentially. You wouldn't think that he were, he were sort of running through the same sort of uh, type of playbook that Tannehill uses. Surely they simplified it to like look for Hopkins or whatever and then take off. Yeah. But it didn't seem that way. I'd be all right with that, and I think he'd actually yeah. like if he could just do that, he'd probably be all right as a back, yeah. like as a, as a backup, and he'd come into a game. But if the game wasn't dead already, it certainly was when that happened. I think the, the Tannehill interception was the moment that we'd, we'd lost the momentum that we had. And I noticed uh, today when I watched the game back, he got greedy on the interception. Tannehill, they were a dump off to Derrick Henry for a certain first down. Just saw the, saw the big play and yeah, his eyes lit up. Say, saw a big play, but uh, but then after the game, he said that he couldn't step into that throw. If that were the case, then why not dump it off? Do you know what I mean? I... Mm. Yeah, he well, he was in probably two or three series after he'd obviously got hurt because mm. he was limping a bit a bit before. But any other thoughts on the game? What? Well, actually, forget the game from it. What was? What did you make of the? The stadium and the the atmosphere, Harry. You're uh you're looking uh looking like yeah, you loved I mean, it. Yes, yeah, as, as stadiums go, I mean, I'm not quite used to something that brand new when I go to a stadium. My my stadium that I go <laughs> to is Villa Park, and I mean the place is lovely, but it's it's certainly not like that. Um, yeah, gorgeous inside and out atmosphere before the game was great. Seeing you know, um, around the NFL guys and Phoebe Shitter and stuff like that was awesome watching a, a drum band go um, and yeah, just stuff like that was so cool. And then actually I think the atmosphere from 2018 to this time felt a lot more genuine almost and sort of crowd participation in sing-alongs and stupid stuff like that was just, it felt so much nicer and sort of the game was almost secondary to the entertainment in some some regards for a lot of mutual fans. For, for I some think. people, yeah, yeah, I get that. And I, um, I, I've talked about this before. I think on my other pod about how actually it would be. We've got we've had these games for so long and so many years that it would be quite nice if it was just mostly the two teams that were playing whose fans were in there. But I don't think we'll ever get away from that because it will always have the it will always have that curiosity aspect and there are people that think yeah i love i want to check this out and that's that's what all the marketing does i would say around us it felt 
quite Ravensy, but with a few Titans sprinkled in and a few neutrals. But I, I don't think necessarily the average or not necessarily average, I think that's weird to say, but maybe a fan who's not been to one of their team's games before knows what to do necessarily. They don't they don't make the same amount of noise. Like in Nashville, all right, it's, some games you don't get an amazing atmosphere, but most games you do. And they're, they're whooping and hollering anytime it's a first and goal, third downs. You know, they all know the hoo-hoo-hoos on, on first down malarkeys or whatever, you know. As, as English fans or British fans of that team, you don't necessarily know that's what the crack is. So yeah, maybe, yeah. and I think that's almost where that neutrality comes a little bit. So my cousin was watching the game back in Nashville. He texted me going, oh, good noise, like from you guys with the first down chant. And I was like, it's pretty much all stereo. Like there's a, there's a few people who are doing it, but on the Harwitz. Is stereo coming coming through the speakers, but I will say the Titans like media team did a, a good job of making it feel like a Titans game with all the stuff that they're putting on the screens and stuff like that. You know, any opportunity that they could, they they were putting Simmons or Bayard or someone to get loud on there. So fair play to them. Every time I looked up, it was a Marnie Hooker. Obviously, maybe they only got sort of like three different players to do it, and he happened to be happened to be one of them. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not nothing against Amani Hooker, but he's not the most demonstrative um, to, to have done that. I'm sorry, Amani. That's uncalled for. Um, but it wasn't Big Jeff every time I looked up. Yeah, but <laughs> Hopkins, that, That's all I'm saying. Hopkins done a screen on the screen and it was just like, well, ah. I was like, well, that's not... <laughs> what, what, what's this? Why are we even bothering with this? Um, Neil, what did you... Uh, I know you were impressed with uh, the best stadium in the entire world. Um, so feel yeah, free to gush a little it. bit. Uh, maybe best stadium I've ever been to, to be honest. Um, I just thought the thing that's, that struck me about it were, even though it's a huge stadium, as soon as I sat in my seat, I said to Bright, it feels intimate. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's so well designed that you feel close to the action, even though you're not, essentially. Mm. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if... If the company that built it end up throwing a lot of stadiums up all over the world now because that one's so good, do you know what I mean? Well, it's quite like I've this this is venturing into a geeky territory as as we as this podcast gets longer and longer, but like the new Wembley where all the well, there still are NFL games and our previous game was it's big, it's vast, it's a bit soulless. Like it's perfectly functional. Um, but it's it just feels a bit too vast and you don't have that sense there. Um, this, there are kind of a lot of what I would call flat pack stadiums that have been built in the last 20 years for like over here, probably the same in some of the ones in America, but the more recent ones in the last sort of five, 10 years, it does feel that there's a bit more put into the architecture and the feel of it to make it a bit more personal. And, and Tottenham have done... As soon as you walk into that stadium. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, you know where you are, you know what the the identity is, and obviously they a lot of the the Tottenham logos are sweat not cast aside for the NFL, but it, you you still have that sense of it. This feels unique, and it feels special. Um, maybe Mike as a gooner might disagree, um, <laughs> but and and some others, I'm sure there are plenty of non-Tottenham fans there on on Sunday, but like you. You have to agree that 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 is that is what you want from a stadium to make it make it feel special. And Miles was just really confused when we sat down and it had four sides. I was just about to say that I didn't get this weird draft coming through, so I didn't really know what to do. I felt like one of the sides was too steep. It oozed severe away. Um, did you find that it's, that you felt unsettled the fact that you couldn't see cars behind one of the goals? I couldn't see a, a bowling alley and a Frankie and Benny's uh, <laughs> over a fence with some kids standing on a van for free tickets. So yes, it was very off-putting for me. <laughs> um, any further thoughts about anything, really? Um, I've got a couple of quick thoughts. Like, I, I mean, not really about the game, but I, I enjoyed everything Derek Henry did, which if I could take a snapshot of the game, the wildcat mm-hmm. run and the touchdown. I'm like privileged to have seen that in person and actually like seeing how fast he is over a 
I don't know, I can't remember if five years ago he broke a big runoff, but that seemed, the Wildcat player seemed vintage Derrick Henry, and it was brilliant yeah. to see exactly how fast he is, do you know what I mean? And that was proper touch- thrilling, that moment. Yeah. Proper yeah. thrilling to be there. Brilliant, yeah. And the touchdown took some scoring as well. Do you know what I mean? It were obviously mm. 15 yards, defenders stacked up on that side, so I enjoyed all that. And also, uh, the Mr. Trick not selling Oilers jerseys in that shot. Um, I mean obviously I've got multiple dark blue Titans traditional Titans colours jerseys and I ended up coming another coming away with another one and 120 quid lighter. So so many people (laughs) said like Finn Finn messaged me. There's someone, that's someone else, someone else. Good to see you, Finn. Um, he messaged me lovely guy, Finn. Do you think they've got Euler's stuff in the shop? I was like, I don't know. I hope so. So he was yeah, he, he was more than prepared to part with an obscene amount of money for one of them. Um, and he wasn't alone. Yeah, they've definitely definitely missed the trick. But I think they this is I don't know whose decision that is, if that's a who yeah, whoever's stocking the shop. Oh, it's a bit risky, it's the Titans. How many how many fans have they really got? I can see that. Yeah. Um they do exist if you prepared to wait quite a long time from fanatics or, or wherever to, to get them. Um Miles, what about yourself? I might we might forgo non-Titans related this week. We've had so I, I mean our all our non-Titans we've we've just been hanging out with each other and watching the Titans. That's been it, really. I, I've done nothing that's non-Titans related since yeah. Saturday. And I, this is how I, have it on, be. <laughs> I have one that I can dive on, but I can quickly contact with the rest of it. My thing that I took from the game is every time Henry came off the field, I was convinced he was injured by the way he jogs. And it was really scary every time he came off that I thought he's done some here. And then he just stands there and then just acts normal. And then, like, oh, no, he's fine. So <laughs> Derek, Derek Henry has a really weird jog. Um, <laughs> who was it? It was, um, it was Levis runs weird. I think me and Harry said that. Like, he doesn't run or jog, he glides. It's it's really weird. That, that could be well. Hey, listen, if he's gliding across the field. Um and my quickest non time was I paid four pound ninety five for a small water in a restaurant near the game and I won't be returning. Well, Thank you. you. Name and shame them. No, don't don't give them publicity. Okay. Um they were one of the Italians on the way to Leicester Square from Trafalgar. That you, uh, okay. Um, I went. I went to cinema Saturday night after all the drinking. We went and watched Taylor Swift. <laughs> Nashville <laughs> supporting Nashville. <laughs> um, seen that on the side of a, a few taxis and buses as well. Um, Harry, any final thoughts from you? No, just just a class weekend and. Uh... Still sort of decompressing from it a little bit. I think we're all knackered and everything like that. But it was just a class to meet up with you guys um, and just to, yeah, have a real nice chill, meet fans from all over and just like how friendly everyone was. Just just class, like from beginning to end, really. There wasn't anything that I wish I did differently or wish I'd, I'd done or anything like that. Like it was, it was just... Real, real nice. So, yeah, just proper good chill. And then to come away with a, a real special token at the end of the game as well was was super special and, and definitely worth a little punt. And to get, you know, fired gloves is just awesome. Like, my favourite player we've ever had. I, I loved him in college. I wanted us to draft him. And, and when we drafted him, like, yeah, loved it. My cousin graduated at the same year as him from, from MTSU. So, like... Yeah, just to get his gloves in some way, shape, or form. I mean, he's, I've still not managed to get him to sign my jersey. That will that will happen at some point. But yeah, like, was the icing on the top of a very large and very good cake of the weekend. So yeah, happy days. Happy days indeed. Um, it's bye week coming up. That's that's one of my favourite weeks of the season. Normally, just just enjoy some other games without any stress or worry or anything like that. The next game is going to be the first of the Oilers throwbacks um, against the Falcons in about 10 days. And we, yeah, we may have a a pod of some sort between now and then, but yeah, in the meantime, it's been, it's, it's been fantastic. I love you all. Even that miserable tall guy is not here. Um, obviously Brian, 
Um, Poorly voice. <laughs> Poorly voice. Frank Butcher, whatever. Um, poor show, Ketty. Pat Butcher. Sort yourself like Pat out. Butcher. Pat Butcher. <laughs> 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 Damn earrings. Oh, Pat Butcher. There's a there's a thought to end on. Um, how about what? that? Um, tighten up from London, everybody. Tighten up, Governor. Tighten, tighten up. up. Tighten up, Governor.